Show, episode number 407. My name is John Morgan, cold coffee is with me, and back in the building once again is Hot Tea himself, oh, Oscar Willis, undefeated amateur fighter. Oosh, oosh, oosh. <laughs> and I might say, Frosty Beverages in hand. It's been a while since we've all had a little yeah. cold beer together, oh, yeah. guys. It's oh, good yeah. to see you again and hang out a little well. bit. Fancy beer, too. Look at you. <laughs> I need, I, I need to I need to get the uh, the award winning stuff back. Is honestly like I'm right since here. we me and, yeah. <laughs> 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 didn't win it <laughs> since uh, since me and Morgan been taking it easy on a lot of these ones. I haven't it hasn't been the big push to like restock it. And then today I was like, oh, I don't really have anything. And John was like, oh, that's fine. You know, I got to go go watch Eli practice later on. I was like, okay, cool. We don't need anything. And then I was like, I saw Oscar. And I was like. Oscar, you want to come over? And then immediately was like, fuck, I don't have any beer at the house, you know. But well, i got to say, this is going down very easy. It's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, get on that beverage director. I mean, the, 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 the whole <laughs> estate over here has got to be stocked at all times. I'm sure the beverage <laughs> director going to pop up. I'm sure the beverage director was just thinking, listen, I, 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 we don't have anything on the books. You know what I mean? So I didn't have, I didn't have anything ordered. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. I tough. checked out the estate management software right. and did yeah, not see yeah, any there was no pending, or, you know. Yeah. But he's got to be aware yeah. because, hey, man. Folks like us, off, we just, yeah. you know, spur of the moment, things got to happen. I mean, when, you, when you're this big time and you're rubbing elbows with award-nominated <laughs> dudes right and left, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. He, he, I really should be better about that. I'll, I'll, I'll give him some lashes later on and make sure well, that I – mean, uh, He's doing his best over yeah, there, but, you know, <laughs> just let, let him know the expectations are, are a little bit higher. All right, listen, uh, we've got some MMA to talk about, which uh, let me just say, first of all, thank, thank God, God for that, man. Yeah. I mean – this uh, off period and everything that's been going on, I mean, as much as we asked to have a little break and we're yeah. like, yeah, man, it's every week, it's relentless. I sure, sure wish we had a little off season or something just so we could plan some vacations and all. Man, I don't know if it's – I mean, A, it's I don't know what to do with my Saturdays anymore. But B, yeah. I just think the nature of all the news and everything that's been coming out and yeah. the, the passings that we've had to deal with. And it's just been like, dude, let me get back to some, some fights. Well, it's always the same, right? You go away, you, you've been begging for the holiday, and then when you get the time off, which is like three weeks for us this time, about four days in, I'm already craving the routine. You can only masturbate so many times, John, before you get bored. <laughs> and, and that was four days for me. But it, it, so it's nice to come. And, and then it's funny, right? You come back and then, you know, media day starts dragging on. You're like, you know, maybe like, listen, if 10 of you can't get in there, we can go. I will, I will say this. It was pretty funny at media day today because it was a little bit later start than normal. We were at ch- media check-in was at 1045. Normally we're out there around like nine or something yeah. like that. And I noticed that by like ten fifteen, all of us were already there. Because I think it's yeah, just yeah, everybody's yeah. bored yeah. and like I have I have not had anything to do, and I'm and I'm ready to get there. And turned out to be a pretty memorable media well, day. Well, that's the thing, right? So I, I decided this year, uh, every event I cover, I'm going to just like write a few paragraphs of what that fight week was. And before tonight, before today, I was like, damn, a lot of those weeks are going to just say was at the apex, was shit, going home, you know. But when Dana white who came out to speak to us as i'm sure we're about to get to i remember thinking like this is unique this is a unique situation and that's you get a you get a buzz or a rush from the, like you think on your feet very quickly yep. when stuff like that happens and that happening today made me sort of think you know this sport still has surprises 30 years into it it does so all right let's get into this because uh, you know, we're all well aware at this point, anybody listening to the podcast, of the incident that happened on New Year's Eve in Mexico. Uh, Dana White was obviously filmed in a physical altercation with his wife. She slapped him. He slapped her back twice. 
um, from what we've seen on the video. He immediately comes into TMZ the next day, apologizes. I think everybody has rightfully said, well, isn't that convenient? TMZ, yes. of all places, like not only do they air the video, but they immediately air the rebuttal and the reply. I mean, yeah. clearly an orchestrated effort to address things, which – you know, say what you will about it whoever happens, you will. Steve. It happens. It happens. Understood. Yeah. They did their best to get ahead of the situation, um, and, and they got it done from the USC side. Did you catch the point where today where he said they sent the video to TMZ? Did you see, catch it? Did I did hear the him USC wrong? sent the video to TMZ? He made it sound like no, he sent it. I think he, he said, said we sent the video to him, and then we sent the video to his him. kids. Yeah, that's so what he I think, okay. yeah, I, he I said. I thought he was talking, saying, like, he sent no, the he, video he, to he TMZ. Was say, he was saying, we sent the video to them, like, I, was I thought his kids were with them, but I guess they just sent them a video and then spoke to them on the phone again. Okay, we'll so I misheard him. I thought he was saying that he's the they were the ones that tried to get ahead of it by sending it to TMZ and then followed up with the interview. I would assume that if they got that video at that point, they would have just buried it and I paid money. To you know, it. it's funny. I had thought, and I, man, I, I will say something I did think about at one time over the past week and a half and forgot to ask today is – was he ever offered an opportunity to pay for the video? Yeah, well, that's wh when the video came out, I was like, damn, like, how much did TMZ asking for that yeah. they couldn't buy it? But maybe it was just too salacious for TMZ to really, like, maybe if TMZ were worried if it ever came out, they did that. Yeah. That it would have, I mean, not that their reputation's yeah. great, but maybe they thought that was just a step too far. Right. I always got, I always guessed, I want to be clear that I guessed, TMZ got the video, went to them. I'm sure. And, and they for, you know, did that. But. So that happens. Obviously, there were some fair criticisms of like, well, hold on. You didn't actually face the, the, the media as a whole. You faced yeah. basically what is essentially a broadcast partner. Uh, this was clearly pre-planned. There were some criticisms of the questions that were asked and that sort of thing. So um, you know, I think a lot of people were looking forward to USC President Dana White speaking to the media again. Now, I will say um, last week I actually put in a request mm -hmm. to the USC and I said, hey, I don't know if this is possible. I know that Dana doesn't normally come to media days, but is it possible that you ask him if he'd be willing to come speak to us yeah. uh, at the media day and so that we can address this? Because I think a lot of us did have questions to ask. Now, I'll be honest with you. I filed that request with the assumption that it would be <laughs> like, well, thank you for the suggestion, yeah. sir, but yeah. uh, no, he yeah. will not be there. I wondered if maybe um, I thought – so I, I put that request in because I thought let's, I would like to address this as quickly as possible. Um, I did think, well, the fallback is if he doesn't come Wednesday – We'll try to get him at post-fight. But I kind of wondered if he was going to be a post-fight either, you I know? I didn't think so. I honestly didn't think we'd see him until Perth. I right. really thought it was going to be like that long. So the request was in. Now, nothing was said. We show up today. As I said, we're all enthusiastic. Everybody's there early. We're talking. We're getting caught up. We haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. Ah, it was your new year. How was your Christmas? As we're all setting up our cameras and getting ready, knowing that, you know, we've got ten fighters to speak to. Uh, five of them don't speak English, <laughs> so it's not going to be the most engaging. You know, sometimes when you go through the translators, uh, it doesn't get quite as exciting. So we're all like, all right, we're here. You know, I'm sure Sean Strickland's going to have some craziness yeah, yeah, to yeah. say. And All right, we'll get ready. And then we noticed a couple uh, television crews yeah. start walking in right just the the bigger cameras the ones that you know are from television stations and at that point i think we all kind of looked at each other like you think maybe he will show up and it was still like nah he's yeah. not gonna like maybe mm -hmm. they're just here on the off chance that maybe he'll be here to speak about it they they don't normally come to these media day things maybe they just ever. think he's gonna be ever yeah ever ever maybe the pay-per-views to some degree but never maybe. the fight but maybe even those yeah. and even that's only like a, a Connor pay-per-view yeah. or something like that I think like maybe Mazdell Colby is the only time I remember yeah. seeing cameras like that that's that? it so but we all started sitting there and and, and uh, then you know we were supposed to start at 11.45 I think it was you know 11.45 rolls around and yeah. there's a no no we were not quite starting just yet yeah. even though I had seen Roman Kapilov who was first yeah. in the building it's like what are we waiting on and then all of a sudden I noticed too I'm like 
The entire PR team is here. Yeah. The entire PR team is not usually here for media day. And also, I didn't see them. Usually, you get a PR person at the door shuttling guys in. Right. I noticed there weren't guys coming in. Right. There wasn't a stream of guys like usual, which meant I think they were putting them around, bringing them through another door or yep. something. I don't know. But. So then uh, the back door opens, and, and it's the same door than the rear of the room that uh, Dana normally comes in for post-fights, whether it be Dana White's Contender Series, whether it be the UFC Fight Nights. And we look, and, and we look around and say, oh. Dana is here. Yeah, comes in, sits down. Uh, I wouldn't say he, it looked like he had some notes with him, but I wouldn't say he read a statement. I mean, it was pretty off the cuff, can. Maybe he had some points there he wanted to make sure he touched on. I think he had a statement, and then when he sat down and it was the old familiar faces, right. I think it just felt natural to go into. Just, just read it off, and basically the statement was, um, "Hey, you know, reiterating what he said in the beginning, which was there is no excuse for this. Uh, I am, I am sorry for what I did. I will have to live with this." Did make the point, which was something I definitely wanted to ask him, which was, you know, there are people that have come to your defense and said, you know, she hit you first, so it's kind of whatever happens, happens. I have stated the case. I do not believe that's the case. Now, it does not make his wife right. And you can't say, well, it's just fine for a woman to slap a man. It's not. It's not okay. But what's even worse is for you to retaliate. And a lot of people were saying, no, he's kind of clear, man. She hit him. He's got got a, a license to do that. And he addressed that right off the bat without, you know, even being asked about that and said, listen, do not defend me. Don't defend me. And the other thing I really liked that he said in his statement um, was, you know, that, hey, I, I kind of want to do this and take the, you know, the onus yeah. off the fighters today to talk about this. And, and he said straight up, like, look, if the fighters want to talk about me, if they want to talk trash, feel free to, you know, they can feel free to do that. But I'm going to address this myself so that I, the fighters don't need to. Which, because I think – it would have been more key to ask fighters what they thought if we didn't get what Dana Every thought. Every single fighter would have got to ask. Right? But, Every single fighter. But because he did it, it was like, well, now we hear from Dana, like, who, who really cares yep, what yep. these athletes not, not had to say? Not one fighter got asked. Not one fighter got asked. He gets done with the statement. I'll be honest with you. I started to grab the microphone. I wasn't sure. Because like, yeah. I could very easily see. He just says, thanks very much. Enjoy the media day. But to his credit, he stood and took the questions that we had to ask. Now, uh, you know, listen. Whatever I say from this point on, I already know haters are going to hate. There's people that don't, don't like me for the way that I ask questions or don't like whatever. That's fine. My biggest concern here was, hey, you know, what is your position on this? Are there going to be any repercussions for it? Yep. And is there anything you can do moving forward? Now, I will say as far as him taking uh, the blame for this and not deferring anything at all, I think no matter if you're a Dana White hater or a Dana White fan, me personally, I think you have to give him a lot of credit for just saying no excuse. When I say no excuses, no excuses. You know, yep. today he didn't even mention you know alcohol was involved or anything like that. It was just I did this wrong. I said you don't do it. You don't do it. Now, will there be any repercussions? Now I've talked about this um, both here and uh, on on the other podcast I do as well. We won't, mention, we won't mention. We that. won't. We won't mention that. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's the NBA's Memphis. Oh, so you're my so, friend. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen. I, you know, I said from the beginning. I I don't really understand what a suspension would accomplish. If I'm being honest with you, I mean, the man is wealthy beyond wealthy. Yeah. Uh, has an incredible house. Has incredible access to everything. Like, the, the man taking time away is not going to do anything to him. It's not going to make him change anything. It's not going to make him you know, realize anything. I don't think that he doesn't realize all right. And it's not going to affect him financially. Now I will say Eric McMahon, my co-host on the other podcast that we won't mention, uh, <laughs> I, I did say he had one, he had one idea that I did agree with. And he said, I would, he said, you know what, John, I, I hear what you're saying, but I agree with you or I disagree with you. I would like to see a suspension and I would like to see uh, the suspension include the money that he would have made during that time 
be redirected to like domestic violence awareness, domestic violent victims. And I said, you know what? I like that. If that's what, what if that's what the option was for uh, you know Endeavor to do, I think it would be a stellar option. But other than that, I don't know what it would really accomplish for Dana White. He's admitting error. He's saying he made a mistake. I don't think it's going to accomplish anything. Now, the only part that I thought you know fell short today is that you know I said okay, got that. Um, you know because he said look, no, no, you know my my punishment is that I've got to be labeled for this the rest of my life. I've, my punishment is that you know now my re- my reputation has been irreparably harmed. Now people are going to lose respect for me. Now people are going to talk trash about me, and I have to deal with that. And then I did say okay. Now, a person in your position, great awareness that you have, you know, what can you do moving forward? And, and he just kind of was like, well, you know, I think we've done something here to raise awareness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, that part I thought fell short. I, I really would have liked to seen Dana White and the UFC rally around doing something in terms of domestic violence awareness, domestic violence uh, victim assistance. Now, again, behind the scenes, Dana does do a hell of a lot of charity work, and I'm sure there probably will be something. But I, I think this would have been – I think it would have been a good idea to do something moving forward. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, right? Because I feel that if Dana had, say, donated, and I like the suggestion that he takes suspension of that money goes, I'm not suggesting that's a bad suggestion, but if Dana donates money to a women's shelter, everyone's going to say, that's see-through. We are, you're only doing that to try True. to buy favor, which might even be a fair suggestion if that's the only reason he's doing it's true. it. So he's kind of damned if he does, damned if he doesn't there. I would, I would agree with you that I think actually if you look at this sport and any sport with lots of head contact, there seems to be a... a, a this is not the first time we've heard domestic violence in the sport of MMA, you know? Right. And I think it would be good if they had some facilities or if they help facilities that help women. I also think, and, and this is... I don't know who suggested this. I think it was in the room today, but I'm going to take the idea and <laughs> don't criticise it for, for it. But if he says this is the first time and he was out of his mind drunk and this happened, maybe there's a part of him that thinks, damn, this really could just happen to anyone having a bad day. And I think maybe they should offer anger management to their fighters. Yeah. If their fighters are feeling like, you know, I've got a girlfriend, she's doing my head in, I would like them to offer, say, you know what, not even anger management, some sort of mental health. Yeah, yeah some thing, counseling type some, options. Some sort of counseling for fighters. I think you, think you can put them up in the PI. I think that's a thing and you can, you know, before anyone criticizes that, I did are we not aware that mixed martial artists are not the most they're not the most well-adjusted figures in the world right well that's and, that, and that's the thing that I was immediately going to say is boy I, I bet it would take a long time to get athlete buy-in on taking advantage of said counseling resources however that doesn't mean that you shouldn't offer it we shouldn't yeah exactly and actually you never know right you, you there's another story going around in Mexico this week you know Maybe people see that and they think, you know, man, I've been lashing out recently. You never know. I think you should at least offer it. To be honest, and as a lot of our colleagues have said, I don't really know what the the correct thing for Dana White to do was because I think anything he did did would have been criticised. I said to you, you know, you see people saying, oh, so he's not going to even take a suspension. I feel like if he took a suspension, those same people would be saying, oh, he's just on vacation. This doesn't mean anything. And he would be. I guarantee you, yeah. man. Well, he, he's got an incredibly nice house that he'd he would be He'd be at the Red Rock gambling. He'd be gambling. He'd be sitting courtside at some basketball yeah, so. games. So, like, what does that really come? And, and I see to your point, too, about what a financial donation would do because at what point do you feel it's a it's a, an um, – you know, a suitable enough amount that it matters yeah. to Dana White. It's you know like, what I mean? If like, he's out here playing $10,000 hands of blackjack and he donates $100,000, yeah. that's a $100,000 a lot of money. Do you really feel that, like that's and punitive? Lies. Yeah, therein lies. Is it a punishment for right. the guy who gambles a million bucks on a, bla- a hand of blackjack? No. So, And that's why I thought, A, I would like to – I mean, if he could donate his time, you know what I mean? Like, I, obviously – 
donating. And now, you know, what, what can he do exactly? I don't know. But I'm sure these these you know they, they can do something with these organizations donating. Something. And I thought maybe the organization getting behind it, man, because you know, it, for the most part, as you said, man, we have a lot of concerns and issues, and we had domestic violence issues in the sport of MMA. But I do think. You know, mostly that athletes do kind of preach the fact that, like, hey, man, you're fighting here, but you don't fight out there. Yeah. We're not getting paid for it. You know what I mean? And granted, that doesn't mean that they always adhere to it, but it just seems like that's an easy enough message to try to spread. And again, I, I it affect. I guess it, I've seen it uphand personally because I've, I've talked about it a little bit. But my wife has collected uh, things for for two different women over the holidays who were leaving a, a situation, abusive situation. They needed food, they needed clothes, they needed things to cook with because they didn't have it because they basically just ran out the house because they were scared. And so like now I see like man, if there were some you know shelters that were really well stocked that could like help a woman get back on her feet again, you know maybe have some financial resources while she finds a job, you know, especially because most of the time I feel like, well, I shouldn't say that most of the time that's overstepping because I don't know the knowledge, but I know in each of these two situations, there were children involved as well. You know what I mean? So now you've got somebody that's got a child to support and they're taking the child out of the situation as well because they, they don't want that child to be, you know, put in harm's way in front of these abusive relationships anymore as well. So I don't know. I, I feel like it missed the mark there, but I guess what I would say is now, all the criticism in the world is going to come our way. I, I know that. I've already seen a lot of it. Oh, yeah, we didn't really stick it to him or whatever. To me, to be honest with you, as far as Dana White's concerned and any questions towards him, like this issue is done. If, if you still believe that ample – change has not been made or ample things have you got to start directing to endeavor yeah. you got to start and direct it to espn disney because the ufc has made it clear and, and i will say dana did say hey look i've had conversations with ari we've had conversations yeah. with espn of course no one's happy but you know it, it, it's if the answer is what's going to be done to dana white the you have the answer now if that was the yeah. question the answer is now you know nothing is going to be done to dana white now if, if, if you're not satisfied with that you yeah. believe that that's not enough then, then the, the steps need to be taken forward to address it that way. But it's clear at this point this this issue is, is done as far as these companies are concerned. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like, and I will, I was, I've been one of the sort of less vitriolic about data in this situation, I feel, compared to some of the other media. But I, I would say there's been a serious hypocrisy from Endeavor and Ari Manuel. Like, they're very, he's, as far as I'm aware, very liberal and very socially conscious and very, you know, their silence, I would say, is possibly the most damning out of TBS, ESPN and stuff like that, you know. But also, I'm afraid to say the way of the world is people get special treatment, you know. And when someone generates as much money as the US, as Dana White does with the UFC for these people, are you surprised they're saying nothing? I mean, you can you can sort of have this idea that these people need to say something and they should say something. I, I asked Dana why they didn't put out an official statement. I think they should have. He said, oh, the TMZ thing is as good as... Yeah, but it, optically, it is different when you put something on a letterhead piece of paper. You it know, it's, it's just that different. Um, but are we surprised? I didn't expect anyone no. to have a comment at all, no. ever. I was, in fact, I was surprised they even pushed that back. Well, you know, you know yeah, right. I was. Surprised I, I was that surprised happened. they did that. You know, um, I, I, you know, I see the comparison a lot that any league commissioner would have stepped down already. And and the thing that I point out in that, and it goes back to exactly what you're talking about, is it always comes down to money. It always comes down to money, right? The difference between a league commissioner is he's got these 30, 32 different team owners who are all protecting their own financial interests through their franchises that are concerned about what if my advertisers leave? Yeah. What if my – and so the reason that the – the, the uh, commissioner of a league would be held accountable is because he's answering to 32 different owners who are saying to him, bro, you're affecting my income here. Like, you need to go. Yeah. I can't have anybody that's potentially messing with my income 
Because that's what it, cause it does not boil down to morals. I'm sorry. Like, in situations like this, it does not boil down to right or wrong. I mean, Dana White has sit, stood and sat there and said, I am wrong. And, yeah. I again, I'm not going to applaud him for, you know, the, you know, slapping his wife. <laughs> but, I, but look, he said, I'm wrong. And don't, don't try to defend me. Please don't. The yeah. people that are defending, don't. So, I mean, he's accepted responsibility and accountability. I just think when people try to make that comparison to league commissioners, you have to understand it's two totally different setups. But the only reason that the commissioners would step down is not because they're somehow on some more moral high ground that they would realize, uh, gentlemen, I have made a transgression that has appalled me to the point that I must you know, yeah. step down. It's because those owners would be like, bro, you're risking my money right now. Yeah. You need to get out of this. And by the way, it has been forever and will likely continue to be. Combat sports is the dirty grandchild of of sports it always has been and it continue and maybe you know people think the more high profile it gets it'll get out of that no yeah but it's a sport that revolves solely around violence the thing that gets people most heated is when they think that violence is coming from an evil and nasty place towards the other person it's not a sport where people are going to play nice or do nice things i'm not i'm not saying that so fucking anyone can do whatever they want but my point is you can't apply the same standards to the NFL as you can to boxing or MMA because no one gives a fuck in boxing or MMA. They think they do, but realistically, the general I, people do care, but the general populace who watches it, they don't. Yeah. And my evidence for that is all of history. Yep, I agree. Now, look, I, look, I, I've said it from the beginning, and I'll say it now. If Endeavor decides they want to remove him, I can't blame them. Me neither. If ESPN decides we and don't nor want Nor could Dana. Nor could Dana. If ESPN decides they don't want to do any business with him anymore and so they want to remove him, that's their business. I, I I would not complain. I would not sit here and say, what are you doing? Yeah. You dropped the ball here. And I think even Dana, because somebody did ask, you know, what kind of financial impact is this going to have? And he said, look, none so far, yeah. but I don't know. And yeah. that's 100% true because maybe now people that were going to potentially step in and, you know, work on this TV contract with them next time aren't going to want to work yeah, on dude, a TV contract. I mean, maybe ESPN turned around. They try and, like, UFC try and demand a fee. And the ESPN said, well, we'd love to pay you that, Dana. But, you know, we don't know if we can trust you anymore. Yep. And we got to lower that by 50 million, you know. Yeah. You never know how these things play out. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm I I guess to to sum up my thoughts or whatever. I'm I, I thought that Dana did a pretty good job of addressing the situation today, and I think now at this point it just it kind of falls down on these other companies. And and if 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 you want to see more happen, then you need to hold them accountable because I don't think uh, I, I don't think holding the trying to hold the UFC accountable at this point is going to do that. I think they've they've said their piece, they've made their position clear, and things things are going to move on. Now, if they if if it happens again. If it happens, you know, if it's now a pattern of behavior, there's no coming back. If it happens again, there's no coming back. Oh, and right, I, fuck! If it happens again, then there's no coming back at that point. <laughs> yeah. I said, you know, at that point, and, and, I, and I said, if it happens in the workplace, no coming back from that. You know, if it slapped an employee or something for some reason, like yeah, absolutely, got to get out. So, um, I, I look, I know, like I said to start this, no matter what we say. It's not going to make people happy. There's people that are just going to say, nope, I can't believe you're being this soft. It's because you're afraid of losing access. It's your fr you're afraid. That's bullshit. I'm just telling you right now. I'm being honest with my feelings. I'm telling you. I applaud oh, yeah, by the, way, the, I wanted, the acceptability. I, I wanted to draw attention to that. You're the one who asked for Dana and got in there today. So all these people that are saying you're too soft on Dana and stuff, the only reason we even heard from him is because of you. So, yeah. you know. Or the local news guys. Who didn't say anything? By Who didn't the way. say anything? Yeah, I, I, well, you know what? <laughs> it's that I, Review Journal. I'm that not Channel 13. You know what, man? I'm not. Gonna, no I'm not going to sit here and try to pat the MMA media on the back too strong. But I will say that, like, hold on, man. Everybody criticizes us for being terrible at our job. Whole lot of local media there today. Shouldn't see anybody asking a question or trying uh, to, you know. I'm yeah. not going to say they would have got him, but I'd be curious to know, like, how many of the people shitting on 
Dana actually asked for an interview. Right. You know how many of the, how many of the guys on Twitter being like he's a piece of shit? How, did just easier to, did just, any of them? Yeah, reach it's out? just it's just easier to go on Twitter and and vent rather than actually did any? do the thing. But you know, <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing I'm sure some did. And and you're right. I think the biggest letdown for me, you know, I was and I applaud Dana for coming out and as many as many as people were like, I can't believe you guys think him. I was like, no, that was a really shitty situation that he could have done what he has been doing, which is not so well. act like nothing happened. Yeah, you right. know, he showed up. He gave the gave the floor to people, and people got to ask their questions, and he answered their questions honestly. The only thing that I missed and I thought was lacking, and this is the unfortunate part of where he really controls the strings, is that while he feels that the UFC, their part is done, they don't need to say anything, it would have been nice to see them actually say something just yeah. to sort of set a precedent because at some point in the future, there are going to be fighters that something's going to happen. And then what are they going to do? If they don't say anything, then it's almost like, well, they didn't say anything for Dana. I guess that sets – that set the precedent was set. You know that's not the right precedent you want to have set. You know they, whether or not they want, they don't have to go in and say Dana was a shit person or whatever. But at least stand up and say, you know, while this situation is unfortunate, you know, it's a private matter that's being handled. We do not, uh, you know, we do not, um, you know, um, condone violence. You know, in you know, yeah. blah blah blah. Just make a statement. Just say some. It's the silence that I think is what most people are deafened about and that are upset. You're right. No change is going to happen with the UFC. If you think something's going to happen now with the UFC and Dana is going to be like, guys, you're right. You're right. You're, you're that tweet that you sent. You're you're absolutely right. I am a shit person. I'm going to take myself out of this for a while. That's not going to happen. I think you raised a good point. You know, Endeavor, Disney, the guys that actually control the bottom line are the ones that Dana and the board and everybody's going to pay attention to. You start losing the dollars. But it just would have been nice for them to at least come out and act like what a normal company would say and yeah. say, we don't like this sort of thing. You know, it's the silence is that is what fueled everybody to just rage and rage and rage. And regardless of that, the man came out there today, whether you don't like what he said or if he didn't say enough and whether we didn't say enough, the man walked out there into the firing line, whether it was a soft firing line or a not firing line, he at least still showed up. He could have easily stayed in the back of the fucking venue and never came out there so there is something into that. The guy walked out there and what you know, and and put himself out there. Was it the perfect situation? No, but was it a step in the right direction? It sure was. You know what's funny, and, and it, it touches on something you said, Oscar, because it, 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 you're right about what you said. Like it was so weird that the company didn't issue any statement whatsoever, yeah. right? Like you see, I think there was one rec as recently as like the last week or two. I believe it was an NFL team or something maybe put out a statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it is. But it kind of goes to what you said, right? Like. So the right thing to do is to make a donation. And then people say, well, it's just a donation. Yeah. That's like, it's kind of like those, those statements are very yeah. much like, we are aware of the issue. We are yeah. conducting a, a thorough investigation. And it's almost like, well, what does that even really well, mean? But, but, but it, is, it still means something, but right? What do people want? Like, that's the thing. Like, what are they really hoping for? Are you just because you want to see Dana grovel? You want to see Dana beg? You want to see him cry? What are you actually hoping for? Mm -hmm. Are you hoping that people out there that are going through the situation um, – can get awareness like you said you know is there things that could be said can people bring awareness to the things that are going out there could the ufc do something in that sense yes my my, my i guess my thought and my my question to all those who are always wanting more and more and more against dana what is the end goal that you're wanting do you just want to feel better because you feel like haha that's one on you rich yeah. man that thinks you can get away with everything i mean i just i wonder what they're hope i mean would they be satisfied if he came out 
said his sorry, and then goes and does six months of community service while still doing his job? I mean, like, what is enough? What are they actually hoping? And and that's just an honest dialogue. I I mean, even the people that listen to this, what is enough for you? What should have happened? And, and realistically, because this sort of thing happens over and over out there in life. Do you expect everybody when they make a mistake that their their life's living, their dream, everything should be done, and then we just lock these people away? Enough's enough? Or, like, what are you hoping to get out of it? Well, so you... When it first happened, obviously I was pretty shocked. I was like, "Geez, this, this yeah. is pretty intense," and I kind of everyone got emotional. I kind of just sort of sat and I thought about it for a few days, and I didn't really, bizarrely, formulate a strong opinion in one way or the other. I just said, "I, I don't really know." But when they didn't put out a statement, and I asked him today, like, "Did you? Would you have put out a statement if you could go back?" He said the TMZ thing was essentially the statement, like we said already. I think optically, yep. you're whacking a, a thing on your Instagram just looks better. Yeah. I don't know why. You can't quantify why that looks better. It just, it just feels like we're taking this serious. It's we're from you, this not this, this media thing. Um, so th- that was one of the things. But when they were silent and then he started posting like Fuck It Friday yeah. and stuff like that, that's, that's when I people. started formulating yes. the opinion. That's when I was like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, now, yeah. it, now it looks that's like you're when not it felt tone at all. Deaf. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it, it felt like the UFC was very being very tone deaf to yeah. the seriousness of the situation. Yes. And that's when I got kind of fired up. And it was like, me too. Again, I mean, that's what, that's like, what got wow, me. Wow, that's like, really shitty. Because even when me and John talked about it last week, the thing I wanted to see out of this, I, do, I wasn't calling for Dana's head. I wasn't calling for him to lose his job. I just wanted him to step the F away from social media and work on what was important. And that was fixing his relationship with his family, making sure that they were good. If you need to keep running the business, keep running the business. I just don't want to see a fuck it Friday. Yeah. I don't want to see you. The slap well, so, it's also like, just like tone deaf in terms of, well, I but you'd, you'd think they'd wait. A week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it, I, I think maybe, we don't know this, but I imagine the strategy probably from him as well was just plow ahead. Yeah. I've already said sorry. We'll plow ahead. Like, There's a cycle moves yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll just where get. Else, where else have we seen this recently? I feel like in <laughs> politics, we hear yeah. people just ask for forgiveness after the fact. They just barrel through it. But I it, wonder where it, you could have got it, that. <laughs> that to me was tone deaf. But then, you yeah, uh, we, know, we spoke about this. And I, when he was in the room today, I, and I don't know if it translated across video. It certainly, certainly didn't seem to for some people. But when I was in the room today, I saw a dude who was genuinely sorry. And I don't think he was sorry. He was caught. Yep. He looked like... Now, do I think he was crying himself to sleep? No. No. But as someone who has dealt with hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversation with that man, yeah. that was an authentic thing away. Yeah, right he, he, looked, he looked like... I don't know if he would, I would even go as far as to say he was like... I'm devastated that I did this, but it looked like a man who was like, this is a really fucking shit situation yep. that I created. Yep. That's and what that people are never going to look at me the same. Yeah. That there's some people legit. And I felt that when he said, when he said that stuff, like he's like, people are going to look at me differently. And yeah. like, and I you're also, absolutely right. And it, you deserve that. Yeah. And I also think, you know, look, the guys, we know what Dana's like. And he even sort of hinted at it today. One of the things that probably kills him more than anything is the ammunition he's given to his yeah. quote unquote enemies, yep. dude. Like I guarantee yep. when he saw certain people saying things about him and stuff, I bet he was seething. I just wonder. I he mean, know, he knew he knew he they've got yeah. it, you know? And and it's just like there's never it's never enough for some, you know, say he stepped away and resigned. Are those people even happy? Or they're like, no, now the next step is you need to go and turn yourself in. You need to go now, step away. Like, it's never enough, you know? I think just people need to take a deep look in, in themselves and what are you really wanting out of this and why? Yep. Do you, is it because you, you, you know there are people out there that are suffering this, so you want to see one guy 
quit his job and you think that's enough to fix somebody else? Or would you rather see a better situation made from the platform or whatever? And I mean, that's the biggest letdown too. I'm glad he went out and said something, but I, I do not like the fact that he doesn't feel like with this instance and with the platform that you see that they couldn't do more. Yeah. The fact that he's like, well, you know, it's out there. We brought awareness. I'm like, no, you didn't really bring awareness. Well, I, so I, the I, story's big, I, but I, you didn't bring awareness to the problem. So uh, two things I want to say right here. So I, I pulled up USC.com because I saw this uh, press release go out uh, earlier today. USC partners with American Red Cross to raise awareness for critical blood needs during National Blood Donor Month. You know, yeah. The, That's the, a great organization. The organization, by the way. a great organization. I know <laughs> that you've worked with as well. Um, it is a great organization, and they do a lot of great. They work with a lot of great organizations. Yeah. In the community. I don't, under, you know, I don't know why this couldn't be something that they add to their. And and I think from from my point of view, because I've said from the beginning, what I believe is that I would like to see some advocacy. From my point of view, I think that's what I'll continue to push with the UFC yeah, and the same. people I know. Yeah. Say, hey, man, what do you think about? You know, isn't there any way you could do this? Because I really do think Dana White. I think. Sometimes he doesn't even realize how big his platform is. Sometimes, you know, the yeah. guy like Joe Rogan. Sometimes I don't think they realize how big the platform is and how what they say is so important and influential. That's what I'm saying. Like what they say that people really, really listen to it. And, and, and you know, again, seeing it firsthand this past month of, I mean, look, I have a little bit of history of it in my own life. You yeah. know what I mean? But seeing it firsthand, like knowing what those resources could help, um, I, I think that I'll continue to push to the UFC. Because, again, what do you want? I said from the beginning, I don't think Dana White needs to be pulled out of, of his job. I don't think that's the solution here. If it happens again, maybe. Uh, it, it, well, not maybe. If it happens again, yeah, because now you've established a pattern of behavior. If it happened in the workplace, you know, the first – absolutely. If yeah. you just slapped an employee, like, dude, what? you got to go. Uh, I don't think it should be on. But I would like to see some good come out of it and see something to be done yeah. out of it. So I think I'll continue to push with the UFC's team and see – Hey man, can this? But you want again? You're, you're pairing. It's not like they don't have a charitable brand and charitable organization, so they should. But I will say this: the other thing. So when I logged on to find that, because I wanted to suggest that, and again, that's what I'd like to see. I, I will say, USC.com posted the video. It says yeah. uh, Dana White addresses uh, New Year's Eve incident. So they, they they actually did put the video up as well. So if it's it's not a situation either where they're like, hey, we'll let the com the media get whatever clips they need, but you know we're not going to put it on. Which our has own happened side. in the past. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, it does boil down to the fact of where you really feel the power vacuum of decisions being made a lot of times about the actual what word and the and the the final vision that's coming out, the voice better of the UFC. You figure if there were some other people on maybe on the same level as with Dana, whether that used to be Lorenzo or Frank of them said, I know this is going to suck for you, bro, but we need to get out ahead of this. We need to put out a statement. You're going to eat crow, but we need to come out and say something. I just feel... Most people were just like, okay, this is the director that we're feeling. Endeavor and, and WME and all these cats should have been like, hey, I appreciate what you're saying, bro, but we need to say something as a whole. I just feel like they still could have. And I, and I feel that's the only part that kind of lacks with the current power structure there at the UFC is that the buck fell and it ended at Dana. And Dana was like, well, we've done this. We said that, you know, and even today he could probably, well, see guys, now I went one step further and I yeah. did this media day. So there, d yeah, done and dusted. Yeah, really. You know? like it, it actually, I, I don't. I speak to people in PR, not just in MMA, but PR people in general, and they always say if you if you cannot say something, try and take that option because it sort of yeah, pre right. pre prevents you from putting your foot in it. But I really don't understand why it would have cost Endeavor the UFC to put out a statement. No. Just yeah. e even if even if you wanted to keep it as light as we're aware of it, we're investigating it, we're internally discussing it, then people would fucking forget about it. To be honest, they if, should, should put they, out something. If they thought the MMA was only in this little bubble that people weren't paying attention, I think all they have to do is start looking at the tweets and see the the crossover from the media, crossover from the people in the other major sports that are paying attention. So if anything else, this is that eye opening. It's like. Guys, we're not in that little bubble. It's not just these few media that are paying attention. You can't have a big major thing happen and have it not make a big splash. 
that's how big the organization, this is not some small niche thing anymore. And that's where it still boils down to, you know, they kind of dropped the ball a little bit and how they could have addressed it. But I'm still thankful that today happened. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that he came out there and, and faced the public. And it, it's a step in the right direction. You know, I think it's what's going to be interesting. Right I believe I agree with you. You know what I, I was saying? What's going to be interesting is the next time there is a domestic violence situation in the UFC involving a fighter and how it's handled. Yeah. And I do wonder, you know, in some ways it's like – and again, it goes about what do you want to happen. So, like, the, the next time there's a domestic violence situation – is what we want to see from the UFC is, hey, they take a hard stand on this and, and that fighter is released? Or is it, you know, I mean, can Dana maybe even at that point have you been like, man, I've had to deal with this before and we need to get you some counseling or we need to get some... His whole case-by-case case basis, part of his answer to Amy, when Amy asked, like, what, what, do we, what happens when it happens again? You know, he's like, oh, you know, this sort of happens case-by-case. Case. like... That's not really the greatest sort of answer. You know, it's pretty you know, accurate, dude. Like, you I have mean, to in the sense, it, you have to look into it. But right. if it a shove isn't the same as... Pulled a gun to a ground yeah. pound or something, you know? Yeah, but still. But yes, I understand. Like you would, and actually, when I said I would like, this, I'd like to at least be a minimum. <laughs> well, I, I when when I said I wanted, they should have put out a statement. I felt in that statement he should have said, you know, I always said you never come back from this. Since then, we've sort of become a bit lenient in some areas. From this moment on, because of my own experience, I would like to say the UFC has a zero tolerance policy mm. that would have been the move probably if you wanted to be genuinely contrite and stuff but then as we said about then it just takes one of your big names to do it yeah and then you don't want to get rid of them and, and then you and can't have a zero tolerance because policy again because that's the way that's the way the world so you can't do that and is it a difference because it never became a legal issue it never became uh you know a criminal probably. issue because they've had legal issues you know? before and they just say well, we'll see how that plays out and well that's, most well, that's, these people are wealthy was gonna say the ufc has always used that for an excuse to stay out of it well let's let it, let's see it play out in the courts let's see it play out in this and they so it, they use that almost as like an excuse to stay away and i wonder if they have the luxury of, of being able to ignore more because it never made it to that situation. Say if it was a case Probably. where his wife did come out and, and didn't immediately apologize and then say we did see a court or say if, uh, you know, the courts down there or the police down there say, sorry, we're still going to file charges. Does that take it to a different level? Probably. You know, than, than just seeing what now what is you find a out private like inc that, incident. That video was only a, a, a quick clip of what actually yeah, happened actually that happened. night. You know, there was way right. more that happened later yeah. on. Yeah, it's, the, the thing, I think things can change or yeah. could change. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's you know we've sat here speaking about this for however long and it's just it's, it's yeah. as murky as when you start. You know, it's it these situations are so just kind of how you as an individual feel about it, how your ethics and your morals view the world, how you think things should go. Should we allow things to go the way we know they're going to go and all that sort of stuff? It's just a really murky issue. I think the only thing you can say that I feel like I can say with certainty today is he didn't have to come speak to the media. He yep. came and spoke to the media. He wasn't a dick about it. He admitted he was he was wrong. Yep. And he still and, and again I do think it was positive to 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 speak yeah. out against the people who were yeah. defending him he, and say he, he did. don't. Yep. He he you know as far as what as John said earlier as far as what Dana White can do in this state of affairs now I think he's done it. You know, yeah. So now, if you like John said, if you want more, you have to go above. Yeah, him. if you're expecting Dana to do anything else outside yeah. of this, and that's it. If you're expecting them above him to do anything else, you're wrong. But if you want yeah. to try, those are the people you have to call. Well, those that are our Patreon folks, this will be on the Patreon. I welcome you guys on the Patreon to uh, start a, a nice dialogue. If you're just a regular listener, you can maybe tweet a little bit. <laughs> but, but we might really? get to it. But really, though, the Patreon people, I, it'd be interesting. I mean, are we all crazy? I mean, uh, are we are we completely in left field? Should we should we be a lot tougher? Uh, start that dialogue uh, once we get this on our Patreon and uh, 
let's continue the conversation there. I love it. All right, we do have some actual fights to talk about. UFC Fight Night 217. The surprise changeup. Sean Strickland stepping in for Kelvin Gastelum, getting Nasruddin Imavov. Uh, obviously unfortunate for Kelvin Gastelum. We've seen kind of what's going on with him and everything that he's got to deal with. Uh, frustrating for him, I know, because he's been in the midst of some setbacks and uh, really would like to get back to the win column. And I thought this was an intriguing matchup for him. Uh, not an easy one by any stretch. No. Nasruddin Imavov is the real deal. Um, and this becomes, for Nasruddin Imavov, I think a bigger fight in a lot of ways. Now, I do think Kelvin Gastelum is the bigger name in the sport um, just because, you know, former tough winner, former title challenger. You know, he's been around a little bit longer. Sean Strickland, I think for the hardcores, people know some Sean Strickland. But I think Gastelum's the bigger name. However, Sean Strickland is in the better form. Sean Strickland is the one that's higher up the rankings. And so this is actually a, a unique opportunity for, for Nasruddin. Uh, we saw Sean Strickland today come in with his eyes dilated, which was wild, you know, yes. I guess. Came in, and I did wonder why he was wearing sunglasses. Yes, and then he from the 1970s. And then he did explain exactly why he was wearing the sunglasses. And then, then he went on to, to say a bunch of other weird stuff, including yeah. uh, a story about Anthony Pettis and how he yeah. asked him if he was uh, autistic. autistic yeah. and then spider. About was, his boy Spider. And, it was very amusing to see a guy wearing massive shades being like, if you wear shades inside, you're a fucking cunt. I'm <laughs> telling you. it was. Uh, I don't it, know what he was trying to get from that spider story, the prison stories. I was like, I'll be honest, That was my question. I tuned out. It came out of like, nowhere, and I was like, bro, you're not helping yourself in any means. Like, you're just giving more questions to people be like, this guy is completely off. It was it head. was wild. It, it was just wild. made no sense. The story made no sense. It didn't – you didn't even need to None use the whatsoever. story. He talked about the fact that he was asked to join the Aryan Nation, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's like, bro, you're not adding anything to whatever the question is. He's like, but now I'll go back to the other question, which had nothing to do and with then, that question. And then, and then honestly, um, you know, was saying essentially that racism was involved in his loss – uh, yeah, he accused the judges of being racist because being white racist. people mark up more yeah. than black people do because black people's skin gets black tougher. Black don't crack. It gets tougher it's, when they it's get It's so punched. weird with him. Also, he always just, whenever he wants to like make a, we'll say, racially sensitive joke, he just says Chris Curtis. Ah, it's no, like, Chris Curtis. <laughs> it's, 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 it's like a guy looking like Chris Curtis is like, okay. <laughs> he's, he's basically turned it into, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's terrible. Um, so listen, the thing is, 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 and I always say this every time he fights, is that I have such mixed feelings about him because on the one hand, like, he really could do, like, crowd work as a stand-up comedian. Like, oh, yeah, you can, he, he could have it. no material. Yeah, he does it with us. He could have no material going to a club and just start going up. And – but the thing is, he goes so far overboard yeah. that, like, he would do it once and everybody would, like, kind of crack up and then he'd get canceled and there's no yeah. question about it. So, uh, he's back. We'll see. You know, I did ask him – you didn't get much of a straight answer, but I did ask him, hey, you know, given what happened in your last fight and, and your frustration with the judges, will you fight differently? And he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was like that odd laugh. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, he's completely yeah. lost it. <laughs> he completely so lost it. Wild, and yeah. then he went on an answer that didn't really even like. Well, he never talks about the fight. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Like, right. Anytime you ask him about a fight, he's like, oh, you, you look like a fucking gay. It's just like, okay. you would get oh. fucked in prison. Yeah. He does. I think he. I think he thinks I'm quite pretty, man. I, I every, know he thinks you're pretty. Every time he comes, he he's you're like, pretty. He, he keeps talking about. I don't know why he thinks I don't like him. I think he was just just man, diffusing a the situation. Fucking Amy's Teflon. Whenever Sean's up there, he never goes near her, does he? <laughs> fucking he knows. See, Stays away. see, that's why I think like Sean's actually. He, he's like just. I think he's a guy who has an edgy teenager's sense of humor. I don't think yeah. he's actually a bad dude. I actually yeah. saw him. Uh, sort of leader practice at extreme, and he was very mature and very I'm like a you. leadership guy. I actually think Sean's probably, I don't want to say a pretty cool guy because God knows what he's going to do in the next five years. Yeah. But his make- teammates love him. I mean, like mm-hmm. you, you can't 
every teammate that we've ever heard speak on him, it's just like we said, like we said about many, many fighters, we get a version that is different than the fighters that see him when the cameras are not on, when the lights are not on. Every person that we've ever heard that talked about his work ethic and the what he gives of himself when they train, yeah. They absolutely love this cat, you it, know. It so. did make me laugh that Puna and Dan were both like, yeah, we're going to fight for each other. And then both of them were like, and even Sean, like Sean's here too. <laughs> like, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> yeah, we were like that crazy guy. Oh, yeah, Sean, yeah, he's fucked, yeah. All right, so it was, he steps in on short notice. And meanwhile, uh, and, and well, his story about stepping in on short notice was pretty funny too, where he's like, I didn't want to, but McMahon kind of talked me into it. And so he's like, we'll pay you a lot of money. So, all right, I'll do it. Uh, and by the way, he did get to a point in that answer where he did say, um, well, I'll, I'll try to listen to my coaches more. That I'm not entirely convinced. He's like, uh, no, he's, Eric got said, one, he's got one direction. Yeah, Eric said he'll forward. kick me out if I don't listen to him. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. not gonna listen to him. Well, gun to the head, your picks on that one. Imavov. Yeah, yeah, man. I think. Yeah. I think. I, I actually think Sean uh, has sort of, I don't want to say quite found out recently, but I think, you know, we always hear these talks of how he's like a really like aggressive spar and stuff yep. Yep. i'm starting to get the impression that that's the only speed he can go exactly you know, it's very very slow and methodical in his fights yep. and i think if the guy he's fighting is athletic enough essentially to get past that yep doesn't fight his rhythm they they right Chin. seem to be at the moment seem to be winning stand yep. upright roll with punches yep. throw the jab out yeah. there and but i think yep. he, i think Imovov is actually a bit of a savage yep. yes, i'm 100 percent with you i think that the the quality and why he's able to pick up these like short notice fights is the same thing like he spars like he's doing a fight and i saw a video the other day he was in there with uh light heavyweight who was it uh Gosh, I can't remember. Whatever, but he's—he doesn't. It doesn't matter for him. Everybody that goes in front of him, he's going to go forward and he's going to throw those punches, which is great when he gets in here to fight another guy at a short notice. But I feel like he has a hard time switching out of that just super spar mode. He doesn't kick it into another gear outside of that, and that's when we see last time when he just didn't have the output that it felt like he needed. When it was mm -hmm. the more devastating shots yeah. that were coming from Cannoneer, and just felt like the the boat never just got going. You know, he never got the motor going, and I just feel like. There's a there's a problem with either with the way that he just I wouldn't say it's the mindset going in these fights because you know he's ready to fight but I just feel that uh, by doing some of this stuff and maybe it's just the carryover from the how he carries himself in the gym where every time he goes in there and spar it's almost like a fight mm -hmm. so he's comfortable to chop in another fight but the difference between the two he never gets out of that spar mode when the fight actually happens light heavyweight make a difference do we think or not really. I don't think so. I, to be honest with you, I think Me it's neither. just, yeah. I mean, neither of these guys look like they're hurting tremendously, so. Yeah. Well, they also, some, the French guy at the media said, oh, do you think it's going to make a difference? It's like, well, it's 50-50, right? He might be a lot bigger, but he's a lot bigger because he hasn't been working out. Right. So it's trade-off. Dominic Reyes, that's who it was. Dominic Reyes. Yeah. And, I mean, he looked good, but it yep. was the same thing with what you saw in his last fight. I well, mean, like, he could take a punch. The dude can take a punch. Absolutely. And he has a great chin, I mean, and he, and he walks forward. It's just... Is it going to be enough when you when you get past a guy that's not going to just stay up there and just throw hands? You know, I mean, are you able to switch it out of that mode? I mean, I just don't. I just don't know. I mean, I would love it if he shocks us and he surprises us, and all of a sudden, you know, like two fights in in however many months this is, two months, whatever, is what was needed for him to, to get it going. I just, I just don't. I just don't feel confident that. We're going to see anything outside of another great sparring session. I'll tell you what, man. I'm a little bit surprised. Nasruddin Namal, I'm looking at the lines, opened as a minus 170. Obviously, this line just opened because the fight just got put together. But in two days since it opened, um, it's it's been bet down to near a pick'em. 
Yeah. So that means you know the the money's coming in on Strickland as a dog. Well, which, that could be a situation they where they the know name. Strickland more yeah. Yeah. than they know Imavov. I I even thought the fact that they didn't That's change the naming to Imavov versus Strickland. Strickland takes the short notice and then they gave him the A side billing. I guarantee gamblers are looking at and they're like, well, why did he get the A billing? Why did they get them? What do they know that we don't know? And I just felt like they immediately thought that the UFC was putting favors in him because he's getting the better favoritism. I, once I saw that, I was I was a little surprised and I immediately knew that that was going to mess with the betting line. That's interesting. For so, sure. To, to get a perspective of what we saw from Nasruddin today in Media Day, if you didn't catch his interview, uh, first of all, while Sean Strickland was doing his interview, Nasruddin walked up to the, <laughs> yeah. the glass yeah. door there and kind of like bowed up on him and was like staring at him. And finally, his team, had, Sean never saw it. because I was, didn't see it either. Was, I heard you guys talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Sean, I mean, I sh- Sean had his glasses on, his eyes were dilated, so who knows how well he was seeing, but he didn't see it anyway out of his peripheral. And uh, Nasruddin's team like kind of put, like, come on, what are you doing yeah, here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I asked Nasser Dean, you know, does, does Sean do anything that you need to worry about that maybe Kelvin didn't? Does he present anything unique? Uh, he basically just said he has a big mouth and talks a lot, so I'll have to watch out for that. Uh, and then when I asked Nasser Dean, you know, he hey, kind of – can't speak English. Uh, what's that? He can't speak English. So I know. What does yeah, like, it fucking matter? Just, just, there's just something's going on there. Uh, and then he did say uh, – <laughs> I think he said something bad. I'm going to punch him. <laughs> and he did say uh, – when he, you know, when he wins, he'd be more than happy to face Pajeda if uh, Pajeda needs somebody to fight, which uh, I don't think that'll be the matchup he gets next. But it just yeah. goes to show you where his uh, where his yeah. mindset is. Uh, a couple of things, as you guys pointed out, uh, you mentioned the Punaheli Soriana and Dan Ige, um, both of them on this on this card together, which has been pretty cool to see those pictures of yeah. them like in high school together. And, yeah, you know, I had no idea until I saw that picture. I knew they were friends, but I didn't know they were that close of friends. Yeah, I knew that, that they knew each other. Back. Yeah, I, I, they looked. They were so young. That was so cool. That's so cool to see a, a shared story like and, that. And, and Ige was great today because Dan's so honest about stuff, right? And yeah. Dan, I, I love the line where he said, "You know, we would sit together and we would talk about being in the UFC, like even if we didn't really necessarily believe it." Because you know, what I mean, that's yeah. fair, right? Like you're you're talking about it, and you're just some kid in Hawaii. You're like. Yeah. Dude, you're not really gonna make it, you know. But I thought that was so cool to say, "Hey, man, we talked about it. And now we're here. We're fighting back to back." Both of them in very tough matchups. Both are slight favorites according to the odds makers. Ige a little bit smaller favorite over Damon Jackson, which I completely understand. Puna Soriano a minus 155 over Roman Kapilov. Um, so both of them are favorites, but very very slight favorites. I will say some competitive matchups on here. Ketlin Vieta versus Raquel Pennington means something. Um, Ketlin is not always in the most exciting fights. Period. But this is number two versus number five. Uh, Rocky Pennington was in just a, a phenomenal mood today, man, and, and just obviously talking about having the baby with Tisha Torres, and she's in a, a really you know great space that she has more clarity and motivation than ever before. Um, so honestly, a, a lot of really competitive matchups at the top of the card. I will say um, the odds again, and it, it seems to be every time Umar Nurmagomedov fights, he's like a minus nine hundred. I'm, I'm staring here; <laughs> he's a minus nine fifty at the line that I'm looking at uh, with Hayoni Barcelos as a plus six fifty. I will say I think. I understand why. Umar is this stud, and I think everybody's high on him for a reason. I will say Hayoni's a little bit maybe better than most people are giving him credit for, but I just get it. Umar's tough. I will say something that Hayoni said today, which stood out to me, and I think Umar needs to do the same. Hayoni was like, look, I've been in the rankings before. I went here. I should get back in the rankings, of course, because I beat the number 11. He's like, and then I'm going to call out Marab Devalishvili. And I think that is smart, man, for anybody. Because yeah. that's the dude that nobody wants to fight who can't fight for the title, at least yeah. for right now. Now you know Aljamain's hurt. I think if Umar wins, you know, I think that's a great call-out right there because I yeah. think he could potentially – I mean, Marab is a, is a, is a dangerous oh, a matchup. I, I, like, I love that fight. Yeah, I would too. love to see Umar and Marab. I think that would be a great fight. That's a great fight. So, I don't bit know. That's fine. And, you know, Marab's not shy about Georgia and 
that. Yeah, dude, so. I think it'd be, no, nobody calls out Mirage. So if you win and you call out Mirage, they know they can't match him up ever, man. I think I think that would be a phenomenal. So I'm, that's just my recommendation to Umar Nurmagomedov. You want to get up to the top of the rankings quickly because, look, there's a lot of talented dudes in that bandwagon division, right, so and it's hard to jump by them. But if you call out the dude that nobody ever calls out, yeah. then – And he wants to stay busy. Yep. And he's the kind of guy I don't think Mirab's – a, a diva, I think he would fight. I, know. I love it. I love it. You guys, any other key observations or favorite moments of today's media day that you took out, or was it all just kind of uh, just get Dana through it. And <laughs> just Dana, Dana. Dana. It's funny, actually, while we're sitting here, so the BBC, who fucking never covered the UFC, they have an article about Dana. Really? And the narrative is similar to what we've seen, is that he will not be punished. And, you know, it's um, it's a weird one, man. That that situation, I, I, I sort of thought maybe Dana would draw a line under it today. Um but I, I'm sure it'll, you know, what he said today, I think, will probably be taken by people and interpreted in multiple different ways. And we're going to see the reaction to this and then he'll have to react to that and so on and so forth. So this story might have some legs in it yet. Um, I think he gave I think he gave all of his interested parties, though, all the ammunition that they need to be like, hey, yeah, he went there and talked to everybody. Yeah, he's, he's you know, he's, he said his piece. He's apologized. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes from here. It is. I mean, look. There's going to be people that are calling for Dana's head regardless. There's no yeah. question about it. There's going to be people that, uh, you know, are critical of, of our coverage of today. But by the way, I can't even say, like, those people aren't necessarily wrong for calling for his head. It's just their particular stance on this situation. Yep. I would much prefer to see positivity come out of it, and I hope that the USC will continue to perhaps look at advocacy and, again, helping victims of domestic violence, which I think would be much more beneficial to the world than to getting rid of Dana White. Like, like the world does not improve if Dana White is not uh, the president of the USC. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, but we did get our, our first discussion with him. That is the USC on Saturday. We'll certainly be there covering it. Of course, if you want the and-a-half episode, head on over <laughs> patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow for as little as $3 a month. You can sign up and uh, help support the show over there, even if you're not willing to take that step and take it to the next level. Even if you can take a second and just log in and rate us, review us, give us some feedback on uh, – all the social media or wherever you're listening, that would be great. Uh, by the way, one championship as well. They've got another event. Uh, that'll be Friday night, so it's another one in uh, prime time North America. Prime it's time. taking place in Thailand. <laughs> I like that. Why are we dropping that prime time? <laughs> they uh, paid for that. They paid for that spot. They said, hey, bro, can you uh, can you give us that prime time jingle? I said, yeah, baby, prime time. <laughs> I love it. You got, you, it was a cheap. It was a cheap. If you spot. get that in a post-fight presser on Saturday, oh, prime time, ten, prime time. How does it feel that you went out there and competed? You went out there, brother. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I uh, bet you don't. And it has to be high pitched too. You have to get prime time. <laughs> you think people just be like, "What is going on?" Like, just do it to one of the non-native English. people. Oh yeah, that's oh. the like, He seemed very animated. <laughs> And then, but then what would be great is if the interpreter then does whatever. Fabi- if it's Fabiano, <laughs> Fabiano would totally do it. Oh, yeah. Dude, dude if Fabiano said, you have to do it, Kenny. All right, fair enough. If it's Fabiano, uh, it's on. Shout out Fabiano getting like the fucking, like, oh, Fabiano's a he'll do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. He's got a rep. Uh, I will say, if, if you're around on Friday night and you got Amazon Prime, which, Amazon Prime, which, which I'm sure everybody does, uh, it is, I think, a card worth watching. It is in Thailand, so the top two fights are kickboxing uh batches there but obviously this is one of the things that one does well because they're they're going to these other sports they're able to get the absolute best in the world in these sports instead of just doing mma and just trying to get what they can submission grappling is on the table as well mixed rules super fight between stamp vertex and anisa mexen which if you've never seen anisa mexen she's 
got to be my favorite women's striker of all time. She is incredible in there. Rod Tang is on there as well. He's always exciting. Uh, Gary Tonin is back against Johnny Nunez, uh, the uh, father of Misha Tate's parents. I don't, I don't know if they're married. I think they're married, right, aren't they? I don't know. Father of father, the, father of the kids. <laughs> I was like, what? Father <laughs> yeah, it's a weird situation, bro. He's a little bit older. I don't think they're married. That's why I went with father because I'm not sure if they're married or not. But they're, I mean, they're definitely together. Partner. I mean, like they're the partnership. Yeah, they're definitely partners. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard them getting married. I know. Uh, well, we've got into one family's age, business you don't today. Really yeah, to yeah, that's enough of that. Uh, I know that uh, there's Colt Coffee will be tuned into the uh, live card afterwards that'll be on YouTube featuring Ekaterina Vendorieva. I believe that. I've already got it on the, the, the got TV. It's already, it's already waiting. I had a feeling you might be watching that one. So <laughs> definitely a card worth uh, catching on Friday night on Amazon Prime. Dude, Emotions I ready. I'll tell you what, man. I'm Because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I have dry skin. I have dry oh, skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On your cock. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. It's the weather changing. My legs change. So ridiculous. Uh, I'll tell you what. I know this year has not started out well. Uh, based on the news that we've had and based on the uh, uh, passings that we've had. and um, But I am proud pr- pr- <laughs> I, I to see, to see you know, kind of how these organizations do this year, man. You got, you got uh, you know, I think like one championship is in a better place than they've ever been. I understand that people say that, you know, they, they, but these primetime shows – yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these primetime shows—they're good. Uh, you got Bellator that's going to CBS. They're doing network television this year. PFL, I thought finished strong last year. So I don't know, man. I'm knocking on wood. Got my fingers crossed that uh, even though this year has started out pretty crappy, I think it could be a decent one for the sports this year. I just think uh, 2022 it felt like there was a lot of big fights that were being built too, mm-hmm. rather than being made. And this was the year that we're going to see them made. And so. I would like to see us make those fights, you know, like Hamzat Colby, yeah. Francis John. These are all fights that have been discussed for a long time. Right. Let's get them done. We're still talking about them, and we don't even yeah, know. Like yeah, it's not yeah. we have them on the count. There's a bunch of big ones out there. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah, like John Francis, got to see that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, let's see. let's let's get these fights done. Yeah. Let's have a, you know, 2021 was big. You had two Connor fights. You know, 2022 I think took its foot off the gas a little bit. Yep. Hamzat didn't fight that often. You know, Nate fought once. I'd like to get. Get some big fights, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, I'm excited. Hopefully, it'll go good. Glad to get uh, back to some action because uh, this period away has been a little too long, and I'm, I'm happy to get back in this routine. Well, next week, we'll have to figure something out because next week, I will be in Brazil. That is right. Maybe if you if you could just bring your gear and go outside to the patio <laughs> yeah. out there to the, the, the little, little cabana across outside. the way. Oh, I'll the, make sure it's really bro, late. They, uh, man, yeah. if you, I, I don't know. They've got some great cold beer over there for a very yeah. respectable price. So next week might be interesting. We'll, we'll have to talk about it and figure that out. Yeah, yeah. Whether well, I'll be uh, there. We could do a segment. Yeah, maybe I'm kick it. myself onto it, but... Depending on the time, we could always uh, try to do a, even like a stream yard or something. Ooh, we'll, figure something out. we'll figure it out. We'll but make yeah, it happen. The they have computers in Brazil? Uh, well, I was going to say, and I say that, but the internet's probably shit. But yeah, maybe, maybe the streaming video might not be. Yeah, it might be tough. We just have yeah. to see. Maybe maybe it's improved. We haven't been down there in several years. Yeah. It is exciting to get Brazil going on. Obviously, not the greatest of political times yeah. in Brazil. but yeah. So next week should be interesting. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure out a way. You know we're not going to not do a show. Yeah, That's yeah, not going to happen. 407 consecutive weeks since the day we started. We've never missed a show. Won't start now. We'll figure it out. We'll recap everything that happened on the end of half this weekend, and we'll talk about it all next week. On prime time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That In the back. meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.